0: Welcome into a new Buff Stampede Radio, joined by football analyst William Gardner. William, this has been uh, quite the stretch for Colorado football. Very exciting times. I went into the reserve tanks and stole energy from the future, and now it's kind of catching up to me. Have you ever had a laptop where it starts making that noise in the vent where it's just kind of overheating and there, there's not much to do there? but shut it down that's kind of yeah. how i feel like i've been here in, in the last few hours
1: yeah and it's kind of it's been a crazy week i mean it's been a crazy few weeks but this week in particular with the signing day um you know i mean i've long you know long since stopped trying to keep up with all the posts on the board and you know some, some threads i just had to let go entirely you know i'm not even, I'm
0: going to have to join you there and this is my job
1: yeah. so i i understand it's like, I, you know, I, I got a day job and I don't have time to follow everything. And it just, it just comes by. So, you know, like, and then before I go to bed, I'll uh, tune in. I had, you know, big things going on at work. So I had to miss some things. And then I get, I get home and I'm like, oh, well, this guy committed and that guy committed. and Holy cow. What, what, you know, what yeah. else happened? Oh, we got a defense coordinator. Son of a gun. Where'd that come from? <laughs> um, so, and then people are like, you know, hey, can you watch this video of this guy? I'm like, no, <laughs> not yet.
0: Well, I did appreciate you for circling back on Jack Wilty. That it was a crazy signing day, so much happening. Yeah, yeah. There were twenty five additions as of the recording of this podcast, and a lot of them were guys that popped up here just recently. Right, and that was one that I wanted to take a second to watch the video before I did anything else. And there's a reason he was a second team All American for the JUCO right. level.
1: Right and why they why they latched onto him, you know. I mean, and I and I, I would say take take everything in context. I would remind everybody go back to that first introduction to the team. Right, that's the standard. Okay, if you don't want to be here and you don't want to work and you're not a dog and you're not going to hunt, hit the portal, man. So I think you have to think about that. What with every guy they took that they had to watch film and meet that per- meet that kid and make sure that he fit that uh, particular. Uh, uh, standard, I think, that that Coach Prime was looking for. So I think I, I took every guy that came on, even if I never heard of him, and I thought, well, they must have looked at him, and they must have seen something they liked. And, you know, when you put up the film and make it easy for me to open, I can open it and, and take three or four minutes to, to make an evaluation. And Wilty's film was a no-brainer. I mean, holy cow. I, I you know, wasn't sure what to expect, but uh, he plays mean and nasty, and he looks, you know, he's one of those rare kids that actually looks bigger than he is on film. So uh, his was very exciting. I, I think that people um, are, are missing the boat on him if they don't think if they don't think he's going to be a starter next year.
0: He was a two star recruit coming out of high school. So it's pretty much a guarantee that he's going to be an all pro in the NFL. Right. I mean, that's kind right. of the, the trend of things with Colorado yeah. and recruiting well, here the last yeah. 20 years.
1: We yeah, had David Bakhtiari, you know, I mean, he and Nate, you know, Nate was a three, but uh, David Bakhtiari was a two that nobody yeah. ever saw anything out of. And, and there, and now look at him now, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. We've got
0: a lot to dissect here, William, and, and you're kind of running the boat on some level because you sent over some topics. I appreciate that. Let's start with the O-line because that's right in your wheelhouse, Bill boil we talked about on our last podcast is coming from the Missouri Valley conference. He's got that, that real true blue collar history, which I saw on the radio yesterday that I love the dynamic that their online coaches kind of got this lunch pail history and their D line coach, Nick Williams comes from EM. He went to Georgia, started his coaching career. On the Bulldogs, Bulldog staff there in Athens and is more of a dynamic recruiter because defense linemen are harder to recruit. Because you can find, like we just talked about Jack Wilty, that that two-star, three-star diamond in the rough offensive lineman that's gonna go mm-hmm. on you know, to be an NFL guy. But defensive linemen, you know, they they're there asked to be so much more. Athletic, and it's just a different position, and it's there, yeah, there's yeah. less there's less defensive alignment recruits that are elite nationally year in and year yeah. out. So having a d- dynamic recruiter in that coaching position, I, I feel like it, it is a good dynamic with this Coach Prime staff.
1: Right, and I and I I think you know offensive line you can build an offensive line from you know a good room full of and journeyman guys that have. The very, you know, the very basic level of size and athleticism, Um, but a defensive, the defensive end and a defensive tackle, they have to be explosive and fast and athletic along with a certain size, right? And you don't build them as much as you find them and then you and then you um, refine them, you know, to show, teach some techniques and stuff. But a defensive lineman is a guy that's got to be explosive in those first three steps and really be able to use his hands in battle. Um, and it's not in an offensive well, – here's the thing. An offensive lineman at our level is always going to be the worst athlete on the field. OK, so everything is technique because you're not going to beat those guys. You're not going to beat me. you know, those those defensive linemen, those front seven guys are freaks. And you're only going to beat them as an offensive lineman at our level when you learn the technique and combine it with strength. And of course, you have to have a certain amount of size and, and knee bend and athleticism and things like that. But uh, there's a much wider window of talent that you can build into a very good offensive lineman at this level. If you know what you're doing. Not so much with the defensive line. Defensive line is a very narrow window of talent, and then they need to be coached well after that. But uh, they're not easy to find, and, you know, they're quite frankly hard to get out of a, a certain number of programs. I mean, they're, you know, all those teams in the SEC and Clemson down south seem to have those ginormous big guys that can move. They're not so prevalent out here. I mean, look at, look at recruiting out of Colorado every year. It's linemen and maybe tight ends, right? It's never big defensive linemen we don't have them because we got all the big guys are not athletic enough to be that guy. So they're on offensive line. So, um, it's difficult night. And I'm just going to segue into one of the things we talked about before we got started is, is, um, coach prime's latest tweet about looking for big defensive tackles that are hungry and haven't eaten in a minute. You know, uh, I, I, I love, you know, I, I guess I'm not really quite sure how to take that. I mean, um, I think it's very exciting to me that we have a coach who could put that word out and it will get out to the right people uh, via, via uh, social media and what have you. And that I, I hope he'll get some response to that, but it also suggests maybe that, you know, that we didn't have the results in defensive line recruiting so far that he wants, but um, there's a lot of parts to uh, coach prime. And I think, you know, one of the things I, I sent you as a, what's next and what's still to come. I mean, what's next is we keep watching what he does. He's a very unique personality. Um, and, um, the other thing that strikes me though, is like, I think people get lost in the theatrics of Deion Sanders yeah. and lose sight of the fact of how serious of a man he is. He's a very serious, very deep guy and everything he does. Um, he wants to be the best at it. And, and he's kind of driven by it. And you look look at him as a baseball player, look at him as a football player. He wasn't just trying to be a guy that played in both leagues. He wanted to be the best guy in both sports. And I think his I've, I see that in his coaching, that he demands a lot of his coaches and demands a lot of his players, but he gives a lot of love back. So um, <clears throat> he's a very serious guy, and he's not just this persona. I had a friend at work uh, ask me, he said – He said – he asked something about Coach Prime. He's like, you know, do you think that's how he is? And I said, I think the persona is real because he's been that guy for a lot of years now. But I don't think it's put on, you know, like he makes it up. I think that's who he is. And in this – you know, when he puts on – when he's in this situation, he's that guy. And when he's in the other situation, he's – Know a very different guy, but he's a very serious guy. And I think when he reaches out by um, social media looking for defensive tackles, I think he's going to get responses.
0: Yeah. We all wear different hats in life, right? It doesn't make it less genuine or authentic when I'm putting my daughter to bed and we have a moment, you know, watching videos of dogs on TikTok. And then I'm this other person when I'm working here with you right now. There's, an authentic quality to Deion Sanders that even though he is a different person in different situations, it, it doesn't make that that he's lying or not himself in any of those situations, right?
1: It's always real. What whatever he's doing is very real. He's not making it up, and he's not, you know, it's not it's it's not like he has an eye for the camera to make sure somebody's looking, right? You know, and like like you see a lot of politicians, and then okay, that's a good example. Like you see, politicians get caught up all the time in They think they think the mics are turned off and they keep talking. Right. And then you hear the real guy. Right. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Well, okay, that's who you are, man. You're not going to get that from Dion because he is who he is all the time. And and I think what stands out is he's got such a sense of self, you know, he's comfortable being him. He's comfortable being him. And if him is different than everybody else, that's great with him, too. And I think that's, that's really what it comes down to is that he has different facets to his... I think he's a complicated guy, frankly. And the more I see him up close in Colorado, the more depth I see to him and the more impressed I am with him, quite yeah. frankly. I and mean, he's hiring guys on his staff. He is not intimidated to have a guy smarter than him on his staff. And I like that a lot. Coach Mac, Coach McCartney was like that too.
0: Yeah. You mentioned on your text to me as far as topics go for this podcast, what's next, what's still to come. We talked a little bit about the fact that coach prime put out a tweet needing defensive tackles. That's the one position coach they haven't hired yet is a defensive tackles coach. Cause Nick Williams is expected to coach the ends as well as the edge guys. Are, are those one in the same? It's kind of muddled together now with, with football and the way we talk about uh defense alignment edge guys, but he's going to coach the guys that are basically pass rushing and they still need that guy. That's going to coach the interior defense alignment. That's what's still to come and what they still need. Uh, I know I saw on our message board, somebody asked about special teams coaching. That is something that they're going to split up the responsibilities to, which in my opinion, and I've said this since Toby Nitis was on the CU staff. And I know he got a lot of flack as special teams were pretty awful under his direction, but he was a really nice guy it was an impossible task. You can't coach punt returners, yeah, kickoff coverage guys, all these guys at one time, you need to split up that responsibility. Right. So that's and what they're going to do on this staff. Um, and
1: every, every, every staff I've ever been on, that's how we did it. And I always, at the beginning, you know, whenever I got hired or started, I would put my hand up and said, I'm going to take punt coverage and kickoff coverage because they're, you know, they're similar, but different and that was my responsibility and you know we in all the years I coached we never gave up a long return and when we ran punt fakes they worked because I would go up to the head coach and say this is where we need to do this and he would trust me that I had my guys ready to do do it and and they were all very disciplined but I, you know I didn't have to figure out all the other special teams just those two and that was my deal and if I didn't get my job done my my, my boss got mad at me you know but yeah. we took great and we took great pride in it you know, it's like we kind of competed with each other. Like my special team teams were better than yours.
0: As far as what we still need when you're talking about the Buffaloes, Chase Howell did a story. It's on our front page. I should probably tweak this because the last guy on this list that, that Chase wrote about Conrad Husley, Hussey did sign with Florida State yesterday. But the, the first four guys on that list, as of the recording of this right now, are uh, uncommitted. Kaysen Weissman, a quarterback from Georgia, should milk this for all he can because uh, you know I think that uh, he's going to be a buff, but he hasn't announced anything yet. He decommitted from Kansas. That's another guy we talked about. Wilty. There are certain guys with Staub and Weissman where you watch their film and you go, okay, I, I see what right. this staff is doing, even though they're not that blue chip in terms of the rating. Right.
1: Right. And, and I think it's good, you know, obviously we had to restock that quarterback room and, and, you know, the the nightmare scenario is, is what happens if Shadur gets hurt, but so you need to fill those guys in and people say, you know, I mean, people were saying, well, you can only take one quarterback a year. Well, Lots of teams take more than one quarterback a year. Lou, Lou Holtz used to say quarterbacks were born to transfer, and, well, maybe that's so, but you bring them in and you let them compete, and whoever rises to the top is the one that, that, that uh, you know, takes the job. But uh, both of those kids do not fit the prototypes, you know, size or whatever, uh, but they're going to be really exciting in this particular offense, and, and I like that we, you know, we've gone into seasons, most of the seasons, I would say, in the last 10 years without an identity as an offense, this staff knows what they're doing on offense. And there's an identity and they're going to fill those spots with guys who can do what they want to do.
0: I'm always kind of a glass half full type of guy. I'm always going to look for the optimism, but I really feel like for the first time in a little while that this is, this is all warranted, right? I mean, it it just is genuinely like if you, could feel the pulse on the program right now. It's so different than, than anything we've felt recently.
1: Right. And I, and I think also that, um, uh, the kids believe it too. And the guys coming in want to be part of it. And and there's a sense of competition that we haven't had, on this team in a long time where no position is safe and nobody's getting their spot because they're the only guy at that spot. And uh, you're going to have to earn it and fight for it. And, and, you know, that's what it was under McCartney. And I, you know, I always go back to, you go always go back home, I guess, but um, under coach Mack, you know, you fought and you, they got best guy won, you know, and if that was some walk on guy, so be it. Nobody cared how many stars you had next to your name or anything like that. But that's what it's going to be like here. And so you gonna see people on the board say, well, uh, that guy's going to start or this guy's going to start. I wouldn't bet on anybody starting because yeah. they're, going to, they're going to put those kids out there and spring ball and, and, and have a war and see who comes out. And this
0: is the first time as a Colorado fan. You're not nervous if a really good player hits the portal because you know that Coach Prime and his staff right. are going to bring somebody in that's just as good, probably right? Or right. am I, I just mean, completely Paul, drinking way too much of this? on. Right
1: I mean, let me just illustrate. It, you know, I'll just say four words: Travis Hunter, Cormani McLean. Do I need to say any more? I mean, my God, this coach brought in one of those guys and may bring in the other one. They're they're ninety nine, you know. 0.99 recruit ratings, for God's sakes. I mean, those, those could be not, you know, I know Hunter may wind up on on offense, but we may have the number one guy in the country at each corner, right? Yeah. And, and it, you know, it, it's kind of mind blowing. I mean, you can't, I, have to get, I forget I'm on video. I'm not on video, but I'm scratching my head going, oh, <laughs> you know, um, and it, it, it uh, I mean, just with those two names, you realize that at any moment, this coach could bring in anybody in the country on this team. Yeah. I'm 43.
0: You're not a young man either, William. I'm not trying to put you on blast here, but the the Travis Hunter video, it's it's a different experience being a Colorado fan watching that and watching his announcement. And I, I, I don't want to be the, old guy that is get off my lawn type. So I'm just going to say, you know, we should just probably embrace all this stuff because right. you're going to be miserable during the coach prime era in Boulder. If you don't just accept that these people know what it takes to connect with young people. And that's why coach right. prime is the recruiter that he is. Right.
1: And, and, you know, it was like, come on, man, the, 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 the sports supposed to be fun. Right. I mean, we've lost sight of that. Certainly we've lost. You you,
0: you called that with Carl Jarrell pretty early.
1: Right. It's like, this is supposed to be fun. And my God, man, you know, if it ain't fun, why, why bother with it? And, and they're just, you know, if there's kids want to have fun, you know, they're, they're they're not stealing cars they're doing videos. I mean, yeah. um, And, and for, for the most part in pretty good taste, frankly, from what I've seen, you know, that, 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 that uh, Shadir's video was just, it was just joyful. He was excited to be, you know I'm like? I I am, I am so ready for kids who want to be in Colorado, who are excited to be here and had options to go other places and are, and are just glad to be here, you know? And so you see Travis Hunter and, and, you know, uh, I don't know what the old saying is, you you know, you're you're lucky if you get your 15 minutes of fame, right? Well, my God, man, let, let them have their 15 minutes. Who cares? as long as they go out there and they don't they don't embarrass us and they, they go out on the field and do a great job. Um, and, you know, it's a different era and it's a different type of kid. And, and kids who are top-level athletes, top-level football players, you know, they tend to have a little more personality. So why not let them have a little more personality? And if that's what gets them to come here, so be it. Yeah.
0: You mentioned Shador Sanders. It is crazy that we have gotten this far into the podcast without mentioning the fact that, I know that he's the head coach's son, and there is a level of, I don't want to say PTSD, but there's been a bad history with uh, a head coach's son being quarterback in Boulder. We mentioned, uh, at least I did on our last podcast, that he just looks different, and and this is all going to play itself out in the future, but um, he is the best quarterback to play, he hasn't done it yet, but he will be the best quarterback to play in
1: Boulder since Coy Detmer in '97. I, I feel pretty good about
0: that that prediction.
1: Oh, I'm I'm going to say since since Cordell Stewart. Cordell, yeah, I, I think he's better than Coy because he does he's he is Cordell Stewart in terms of how he plays the game and his, and the things that he can do. And I think uh, uh, some of you young punks never really saw Cordell in his prime at Colorado. And he was electric, man. I mean, he he could do stuff. Well, he could do stuff that people can't do. You know, you would watch that and you go, That's not physically possible. And he did it. Um, and I think that's the level of quarterback that Shador is, uh, and what he brings to the table. Um, you know, Cord- cordell stewart was uh, you know, those teams were so loaded with talent, it's hard to say, but but he was worth a couple of wins a season just himself because he could lift the team up um and carry them over the line and conversely you know in that 1994 season that only game we lost he had a bad day against nebraska you know and and look what happened to us we didn't win that game and that's the only game he lost that season but Shadur sanders you know people could talk nepotism all they want but this is the best quarterback you know he's going to go and start at most schools in the country uh in America right now because he's, he's one of those electrical electric quarterbacks and we have been so long without a quarterback of that level that it was kind of mind blowing to imagine that we will next year.
0: What grade would you give coach prime his first few weeks on the job in? It really hasn't even been as a full-time head coach in Colorado until this past Sunday. Right.
1: Right. Right. Um, yeah uh i think i think there's i think we need to look at grades you know in a couple of different areas you know i think overall i'd say an a plus because what he's done to this program in a matter of days and weeks is uh unprecedented um you know it took bill mccartney three and into his fourth season for this to happen you know slow and steady and he it just exploded with with Coach Prime, this happened overnight. You were talking about the 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 increase in in page views on the website, for example, and we you we know we've gone. I think uh, Brian um, posted, did a tweet where he said, you know, in the last X number of years, we've had no five stars and X number of four stars, and we damn near beat that, in that this in the last few weeks. So I think in an overall sense, I think it's an A plus um i don't know if you want to look at at recruiting i'd say i'd say i'd say it's maybe an a minus because we haven't got those defensive tackles in yet um and then in terms of putting together a coaching staff man you know uh I, i i like what i see in this coaching staff because it's it's partially young up and coming guys with some hunger and then then you got these old 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 salts to know what the hell they're doing you know, and, and Brewster and, and Kelly and some of those guys like that. So I'm just super excited about the staff, even though it's not finished yet. So I'd give them pretty high grades. I mean, I don't think I'd give them anything under an A, no matter what the category is.
0: Buffstampede.com didn't exist back during the heyday of CU football with Coach Mack. What, you were around. What Where does this level of excitement with what this program – had back then to, to where it is now?
1: Um, so there was different eras of, of Mac era, frankly, yeah. you know, like
0: you the mentioned first, the first three years I'm, I'm talking about the, the heyday.
1: Right. Right. And I'm So, I'm, so I just kind of got to get there in stages though, but like the first three days, you know, first, first three years we weren't winning. And then we won and finally got to a bowl game. And then there was that period in between where we were winning some games. And then all of a sudden 1989 came along and, you know, Sal died and we had 11 wins and we were number one in the country. And we played uh, number two in the Orange Bowl or maybe it was vice versa. And and uh, that was so that, that year, I think, was so exciting because we hadn't been there before. Right. And then the next year w- was maybe even more exciting because we won the national championship. And and right about that time, the recruiting sort of went crazy. Right. You know, and recruiting then. um from the fan perspective was a lot different because there were services then, but they, but they sent things out by mail, you know, and you couldn't get instantaneous results on stuff. And you, you know, so there were five or six different guys who would do it, you know, and some of us nuts got every, everything that we got from, could get from everybody. Did you um, ever
0: sign up for the fax uh, updates? I, I've heard about this, I think through super prep, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, I think I—I I don't think I, I think I went off in the navy just. But there was a, like
0: a voicemail far.
1: situation too. Well, there were, there was there was those, there was there was. I got a nine hundred number <laughs> service. You'd call the nine, you know, and then pay by you know the, the pay by the minute, which um, I'm told that there are other functions for that service but uh yes yeah, so you'd call the 900 number and listen to them talk about you know and and mostly they would talk about a bunch of names of guys you didn't know anything about right and then maybe a couple three three or four times a year you'd get a magazine so there was max m finger and there was super prep and there was uh Tom Lemming and uh A and E, I think, or G and E or G and W. I don't know. Maybe that's the sugar, but um, and and you know, you would get these magazines maybe four times a year, and it was mostly lists of names, and I'd get them and I'd compare one or the other to you know, <laughs> the guy was on all four, he was super great, and blah, blah, blah. And it, and it just really wasn't as refined as it is now, but you still you got an idea. Of who was special and who really stood out, right? And then all those services would send out their ranking of of recruits. And you know, during those years in the in the late '80s and, and early '90s, you know, we were always one of the top ten teams in the country, and it was super exciting. And you'd wait to get those issues and see who the names were in them, and then you'd see. And for me, the special thing was always uh, the day after signing day the Boulder Daily Camera would list all the all the guys you know and do articles and stuff and even when I was in the navy I was had the, the the Daily Camera sent to me by mail and it was, it was a few weeks late and when we would you know I always knew the other CU fan we'd run and get the same thing we'd be like kids like okay look and look at this guy <laughs> uh you know and I, and I remember like um when Mark Vanderpool signed big offensive tackle and they had a full half page picture of the guy and I'm like ah you know and uh, nowadays, there's so much information you can't even keep up with it. Um, but the excitement level feels the same as it did then, you know, and you you went into every spring ball, you know, looking at guys and who's going to be great and who's going to win starting spots. But what it's certainly the fun that we're having this week and the last couple of weeks and different new exciting names every 20 minutes, it seems like, is that sort of excitement that we had back then you know and you knew you had something special in, in bill mccartney you know you got something special in coach prime and every day you kind of wake up and wonder what's the you know honest to god for the last few years i wake up every day and go okay you know what train wreck's going to happen to see you football today right yeah. and now i get up every morning and i'm like what wonderful amazing thing's going to happen today right um And so I think that's where we are, and it 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 does compare to the '80s and '90s with Coach Mack. Um, And I think we we got spoiled by it, frankly, after a while with Coach. And um, you know, we so you know back then guys would sign like uh, uh, Rashawn Salam came out of, uh, uh, I believe he came out of an eight man football team in San Diego, right? That's correct. Yep. And it's like eight man football. What the hell is that? You know, this guy can't be any good. And the magic was that any guy that signed could be the Heisman Trophy winner. Right. And he was, and now, you know, we're looking at these guys, Travis Hunter, man, Holy cow. That guy could be a first team all American for us. Any one of these guys could be, could be a first team all American for us, be our next Thorpe winner anything like that. So that's sort of the excitement there. there, There's, I guess what I'd say is anything is possible again with CU football. (laughs)
0: as a CU media member, we're often just hanging out in this hallway and I'm sure you've seen it on some of the videos that it leads from the indoor practice facility back to the locker room. Right. And there's the bricks from the brick games and the trophies, you know, Rashawn Salam's Heisman trophies in there and a right. the list of names of guys that have been all American at CU. And like you said building off what you said there about waking up in the morning recently, not knowing what kind of train wreck is waiting from, from the the land of CU football standing in that hallway has been pretty depressing in recent years because there has not been that hope. And like I said, I'm a glass half full type of guy. So I, I try to have that optimism, but it's so exciting to think about the fact that these brick games and these trophies that there's finally a real opportunity for growth in the, in that hallway.
1: Right. And we, we haven't added to that in so long. I was going to say, you, you know, that, that hallway was super impressive. Let's say in 2000, right. It's kind of sad now because we haven't put anything in it really yeah. in the last 20 years. And then, um, you know, like like we got all those different uh, Lombardi and Thorpe and uh, Mackey Award and all the different awards. We have real, real. I think it's realistic hope that some of these guys we're signing now could be those guys. And I remember in that video of Coach Prime taking his first tour of the facilities, two things stood out to me. one, how he was in awe of most of it, right? And in that room there was a certain sense of, hmm, that's all you got. And I remember him saying something like, like, we got to work on this. We got to, we got to, we got to work on this here, you know? Um, and I think he's going to bring a lot more of those trophies and, and things to that room. And they're going to maybe have to, re- maybe have to change it and make more space or something. Yeah. And which, which reminds me one other thing that, um that when he was going through all the facilities is, is kind of how boring our our locker room was beautiful and our players area is beautiful, but it's boring. It's white walls and everything. And I remember specifically he's, ta- he's talking about, put, you know, let's put some games in here and let's get some stuff up there. And and I think they're going to, I think they're going to make that much more exciting uh, and much more relevant to today's age of players.
0: Well, William, I had on our list to do a position by position recap. There is way too much. I, and now that I'm thinking about it, like by the time I published this and some folks listening to it. There might be changes already to that. That's just how fluid everything has been with Colorado's eligibility chart. I I told a colleague, you know, this is the scholarship number that people keep asking for is so fluid. It's as fluid as water. Like there's just, until we'll have spring ball, there will be a certain number of competition that, that takes place and then after that there's going to be another influx of outgoing incoming players right well we'll do a position by position deal here maybe like in the next month and then revisit that again post spring bowl and then again pre-camp right. but it just there's too many moving parts right now i feel well, like to I, really digest things
1: yeah and you know we had on there what's still to come what's next i think and you know what's still to come i think is, is I You know, it used to be uh, last Wednesday came and recruiting ends, right? Not I, it. Wednesday almost feels like the first day to me of a whole recruiting season for Coach Prime, and I don't think he's even got started. You know, you mentioned that he wasn't officially full time on board until last Sunday. I don't think he's even got started, and I, that's what I would say to people: is buckle in because you ain't seen nothing yet.
0: Yeah. That's a great way to end it, William. You, you carried this show. I appreciate you. You uh, This might have been your best performance, if I'm going to be honest with you. You really provided some great insight today, and uh, I appreciate you so much. Uh, Dane Barron, who helps on the message board. Chase Howell, who stepped up with uh, some content yesterday. Jimmy Searfoss. Jimmy is a great kid, and, and he's still a junior at CU. And I just see a fire in him that I haven't seen from any intern that I've had since Ryan Konigsberg. And obviously Ryan Konigsberg is gone on to do great things with DNVR and right. uh, will always be a, a friend of mine, even though we can't really catch up that often just because life is so crazy. But uh, I, I love all you guys and I, and I just appreciate all the help that I've gotten here. Our national desk has knocked it out of the park here in the last couple of weeks. Cause they're just, there's 24 hours in a day. And I've had to realize that things are going to have to change a little bit going forward, and I really appreciate all you guys for your help.
1: Well, and I and you know I've been trying to be more help to you for years now, and because I really appreciate you and and I enjoy working with you, and you're such a professional, and we both are enthusiastic about this, and you know it's like one of the things I enjoyed doing was the film rooms, but you know results. Let's bring
0: those back. Those 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 were really good. We we didn't have a whole lot to work
1: with, right? Right. The last two years is like, what the heck, man? I mean, it's just downgrading, you know, and, but I'm excited about that. You know, um, there's so many guys to talk about, uh, I'm just really excited to be on board and to help out with it and try to take some of the load off you and, you know, make sure that we get with all these new people coming in and get content out to them, um, that, that keeps, keeps them coming back and, and keeps you to be, you know, you are the number one, voice in buff football and and we want to keep you up there and make sure that that our site's got the most information, um, out there. So that's what I just want to do is help with that. And, you know, I've said to you a lot of times, all I want to do is just, uh, help and, uh, answer questions for people and, you know, shed light on stuff really is is, is really what it comes down to. So you asked me, you asked, but you said I get the name off my favorite couple of guys from the class.
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: So I'm, a, I, uh, the, the, the two, those two ginormous kids, Savion Washington. And uh, I know I'm predictable. Uh, <laughs> always go, like I said, I always go home Say and, and Jack Wilty. That's, that's my two guys, man. I think those guys are going to light it up. Um, and, and everybody else, my favorite returning guy is big tank. I think he's better than you guys think he is.
0: Well, that's gonna be a wrap for this show, William. I, I've gotta go catch up with family. It, it is uh the eve of Christmas Eve, and this is when our family actually celebrates our Christmas Eve. We my wife and I have a blended family, so we have the kids tonight, and then they'll go back to their other parents tomorrow. So I've got to be present there as much as uh I would love to just sit here and talk about CU football and that I, I gotta go do that. But I appreciate you. What, what are you and Kathy up to? here for christmas
1: well i think we're going to go over to my my mom's house sunday and we're just going to have a couple of quiet days you know we both put in a lot of hours and so it's just going to be uh restful and and, you know i had a thing go get done at work today that took a big load off my back and uh so we're just going to relax and celebrate i think and take it easy for for a few days
0: relax take it easy that that sounds like a, a really good plan from where i'm at in life right now but uh i really do appreciate you and like i said all the people that i mentioned i'm sure i'm forgetting people that really need to be thanked if i texted you back in the last couple of months you're a big deal to me because it's been just unrelenting just non-stop and uh, i've had to figure out a, a new way to live life and i'm still in the process of learning that but right it's been a fun ride so far and the For however long Coach Prime is in Boulder, I'd imagine that it's going to continue to be uh,
1: a little bit different than what we've
0: experienced.
1: And it reminds me of a quote, and I don't remember who said this, but uh, somebody famous and smarter than me said that success will test you far more than failure. Yeah,
0: it's been a test. And uh This is a test that uh, I'm gonna pass. It's gonna take uh, uh, some learning as we go here forward, but uh, I really appreciate you, William, and happy holidays to everybody out there listening.